Hello, and welcome to The Dive presented by Cloud9 because we are moments after Cloud9 just took down evil geniuses. This is season six, episode 26. How many moments? It's like 45, 45 minute moments. long moments, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're about. I just recorded this or that. Now we're recording The Dive. I fed my dog. I drove. Zale went I home. I came here. Mark was already home. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I, I was watching the series. You guys did a great job casting. I was slamming a charcuterie board with Ashley. Just adult I don't think you're supposed to slam. slam a charcuterie. You're not supposed to slam charcuterie It was board. definitely like, slammed. Are you Those are to, not slamming is, meals. Just enjoy it, you know? You're kind of like, just, just I have a, a bowl of, have you know, a bowl of pepperonis. And I Mark, it, Mark, is just, <laughs> Mark just holds up the charcuterie <laughs> board like this and then just has Ashley scoop it into his mouth. You know, just slide it down. I back. She pours the bottle of wine in my mouth. I can feel a little cold. Color, a little color, you know, flush, yeah. a little flush. Yeah. That's, that's that Pinot Noir. Have to drink wine that's with Pinot Noir. Of course. Yeah, what, you, yeah. what else are you drinking? Juice boxes? <laughs> <laughs> I came with Lunchables. It's adult Honestly, so you get grape juice. That, that should actually juice. be yeah. part of agreeing to do them, these episodes, right after a show day. That we get it a charcuterie board? That we get drinks. I had a lot of charcuterie left over as well. I could have brought you. That so. wasn't very thoughtful. That's me and I. We would have snacked. We at least need I'm not a thoughtful person. No, under no illusion that, that you were. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about the more important things. We just had four best of fives over the last four days. Three of them went the full mm -hmm. five games. We had this one was the shortest with a four, a three one, excuse me, in Cloud9's favor. But it was a banger weekend. Thank you, Cloud9. Yeah, it was it was really, really exciting. Um, actually, didn't know because the other one I cast, I thought, did it go five games? CLG, Golden games? Guardians went five. TSM, uh, Team FlyQuest Liquid, FlyQuest is the only yeah. other one that did yeah. not. I guess the other ones this fly. week all did go five. Yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. Um, today, I mean, we could let's just start with today because we're fre we're fresh off that. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest, I said this before, but like coming right out of the games, all I can think about is the games that I just watched. Right, so the other series are a bit of a blur. Uh, it was it was a big shock for me. This is the the biggest surprise by far of playoffs so far. I know there have been like some little upsets, or maybe the records weren't exactly what people thought they would be. You know, like Golden Guardians was more competitive than people thought, and so on. Mm -hmm. But EG losing, and especially the way in which they lost, was surprising. EG did play down a little bit from what I thought they, they would the level that they would play at, but it was exciting for me because it didn't just feel like EG came out and was hot garbage, and Cloud Nine happened to win. It came out, and Cloud Nine was amazing like cloud nine played the best league they've played all year um they played at a much higher level than i think they have in a long time they did it with like you know cool cool different drafts different styles uh you know fudge was going off with these counter picks like it just made me legitimately really excited to see what this team is going to do next and the only reason why i kind of thought that the, it actually was going to go this way was because of the Cloud9 scream rumors that we were hearing, yep. but also Fudge in his interview with Travis. Everyone was like, ah, it's Fudge memeing. You know, he's being sarcastic. He's memeing, he's memeing. But I talked to him also and he was like, no, yeah, seriously, we we are good now. We are like, stop living in the past, which is literally- Future just, now, old man. It's, it's, week. Yeah. it's literally just this week. Yeah. <laughs> like talking to a Blaze Olive today also, he was like, well, we screamed Cloud9 and they were not blasting us. And that was only another week ago. So this must be a very short time frame that they've had this acceleration, but it's real. You know, we have the proof now. We can actually re rely on those sources. And uh, it was it was really nice to see because Cloud9 has had we've had this story since the very beginning, since we made our predictions for the rankings of the LCS teams at the mm -hmm. end of the year, we are all like, okay, so, you know, Cloud9, we're probably going to rank them, you know, a little bit below because they're going to come in really cold having just have these fresh lane swaps and coming off vacation and everything, but they're going to ramp up. And we never got this like, boom, they're really ramping up until right now. It was like even the game, even the series over CLG wasn't like, oh, they're peaking now. It was literally today. It was like a quantum leap where you're like you're at this energy level and suddenly you're up here and you're like I don't know how you made that jump because it wasn't <laughs> like you said a ramp I had lost at the start of the split I think all of us said that they would make worlds I think all of us were bought in with this roster yeah. potential I think all of us did have that I lost faith around week six seven yeah uh, we did like another like who do you think is going to make it and I think I, I put 100 thieves TLEG um, so it was a surprise to me to see them do this well yeah there were the scrim rumors I heard them I respected them I still said EG on the graphic I'm pretty sure I didn't respect them <laughs> 
yeah, you didn't respect scrim the rumors. Rumor. Scrim rumors. Sometimes, sometimes they mean something. Sometimes not. Yeah. So I mean, either way, the way they did it too was really cool because this is such a bot lane centric meta. It feels like everything is about the bot lane. Even the mix ups that come in, like Seraphine drafts, are about the bot lane. And I think Fudge did a really good job of doing what he could to make it not be about the bot lane. It was still large, a lot about Berserker and Danny, but uh, he slammed topside against Impact in a number of carry matchups that you just don't see that much. And, and even in the 100 Thieves Team Liquid series, top lane was very impactful as well. Someday was such a huge problem with the Aatrox, had no answers. Uh, Revenge was losing his mind over here on the analyst desk, uh, just constantly talking about, you know, the mistakes that, that are happening up here and what's, you know, why is it, why aren't the counterpicks actually coming out? Um, and, and so even when you see the damage graphs after all these team fights, Yep. And it's just like... 80 carry, 8,000 Exactly. Damage. It's like Jack and the Beanstalk 80 carry graph, and then everybody else is <laughs> in the dirt. Withered away. <laughs> These little sprouts down there or something. The dirt from which the 80 carry grows. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone else is that, that, uh, that fertilizer yeah. for the 80 carries uh, for the team fights. They, they still have been really impactful in all these, these other different roles, which is, yep. which is pretty cool to see. I actually like where it's at right now with so much action uh, and so many team fights and. Um, it, it, it all came out today though. It was, yeah. was really cool from, uh, from cloud nine to see so many different things where through the progression of playoffs, they had the support aspect and like, cool, you know, cloud nine getting back to their roots with some of these more interesting picks and, and unexpected things. And then today, you know, he brings back the, the zillion after we saw from Bergson yesterday and, and yep. Jensen also has this tremendous win rate on the champion. Um, and uh, even though it's behind Blabber's Olaf, you know, Berserker's the real carry. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it's just really cool to see all these different variations. I mean, it, it was awesome, right? And I think it's in, in a weird way, it's kind of cool for Cloud9 that Blabber's Olaf did literally nothing that whole game and they still won. Um, because it's, it's like... <laughs> he farmed! We, we, yeah, he farmed. We know that Blabber can absolutely monster some games, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's still that threat that's in the back of your mind and maybe they get to show it again because I do think that like there's, in a lot of games, Blabber's going to get Olaf with Zillion and he's going to have eight kills and that's going to be the whole game, right? And it didn't have to be about him running over the game um, because Berserker was playing so well. And it's like, sure, yeah, Lulu and, and Yumi were banned out, but guess what? You can get speed ups from mid lane too, right? Zillion, Zillion kind of made this area go, go wild. So I thought it was a really, really fun series. It was super exciting and... I'm with you in in like what you were talking about earlier, Mark. Where it's just at the at the start of the at the start of a split when we did our power rankings. Like I, I know I said, Cloud Nine I thought had the potential to be a championship winning roster if everyone hits their high highs. But there's so many ifs, and yeah, and I was pretty out of there like around week seven, week eight, whatever. It's like okay. You're not really like making that much progress. You're good, but you're not in that championship form. Exactly. Like they just hadn't made enough progress for me to actually want to believe in them. Um, and coming into today, I definitely had them counted out. So I just think it's so cool that that they were able to like hit that mark and show all the Cloud9 fans, I think, what they were hoping this roster would be. The flip side of this, of course, is the EG side. And yeah. I don't think that they were like completely a flop. And but I would say that. Inspired was the furthest player from his form in the series. He's like this MVP candidate that everyone thinks is a shoe in I say I would package him and Jojo too. Yeah, I thought Jojo got abused by the 2v2s more, but That's he was still playing lanes well, where Inspired was kind of invisible for a bunch of the games. And then when you notice him, usually it was mistakes. Yeah. Like the, the last uh, the game, smites. the smites, and the last game, losing the blind... Uh, Axe and then the tunneling on the scuttle crab. I know he did it for healing, yeah, but probably had to hold it. Yeah, and it's you, misprioritization for sure. Even even the Hecarim game, um, there was one moment which was really the game-ending fight where Vulcan pops ulti, and I don't know whose communication fault this was, but Vulcan pops his ulti and he's on Hecarim and he starts backing up. So the ulti stops hitting them. And then he pops his ghost to try to get back in position, but it was too late. And then a fight breaks out where they get wiped and the game's over, right? And it was like, that's eh, a small part of the fight, but he was definitely not on. Uh, Blabber kind of ran him in a couple of those games. Um, there was the, I think it was the Blabber Wukong game where he like had him just downloaded completely and he yeah. ranked him a couple times in a row and it just like ended the game. Um, he did have... I want to say game was three was the, the one that they won. Won one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he played well that game. Yeah. Um, and and Jojo, I'm kind of more in your camp. I felt like Jojo was actually doing very well in the one v ones against Jensen. Um, 
I don't know if that's actually true for every game. I definitely have the Lissandra game in my head where he got first blooded and was still up like a lot of farm, then got killed again on a gank and was still up farm. Like it felt like he was doing well in the 1v1s. He was being abused um, in the 2v2. You can definitely point, put blame on him for that though. You yeah. can say like, hey, you know, you should you should know when the jungle's around. You should play more respectfully to it. So you can definitely get blame for it. But I felt like the biggest difference was team play around mid. Um, the Azir game, I guess, from him was 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 a bad one. That one was actually quite bad. Now that I, now that I recall it, because um, he got caught out a couple times where it was pretty ugly. Yeah, was I was thinking the Azir where, one and the Ari one. Yeah, the, even in that Azir one, the one mid lane gank where he died to, he actually had vision of Blabber coming in. Yeah, yeah he wanted it, to yeah. push the wave. Yeah, the yeah. wave was right there, and he was like, ah. I think I, th- I can't remember if it was you that called this or someone called this, but he recalled the lack of mana to do the yep. QE correctly. Yeah, yeah. And, and that could easily be it. I can totally see that where you just miscalculate how much mana it's going to cost. Um, but overall, I mean, it wasn't like EG just completely flopped. But it's it's kind of weird. I almost feel like the biggest loser from this series is TL. If you're TL and you're in the lower bracket, how pissed are you that you have to probably play EG now to even have a chance to make worlds? Like but, that. Like yes, there's other teams down there. I know. Um, but like that that is going to be who most people are going to be assuming it'll be between TL or EG. Um, CLG's down there. TSM's down there. I guess we can't count that amount with how crazy playoffs has been. But Damn, it's like you can't count on EG to have another off series. If TL doesn't even make worlds, oof, man. This is the scenario, though, which has been building and we've been keeping our eye on it. And I feel like been getting more hype for leading in towards playoffs where we've had so many top teams. And we keep looking down this like top five, top six set. And you only, exactly, you only have three world spots, okay? We can't squeeze everybody in there. You know, somebody's going to be really disappointed. And these teams have all been able to take games off of each other yeah, in the, the top, you know, five set, basically. The, the loser's bracket last spot for Worlds was always going to be pretty crazy, no matter who it was. It's just weird that it's EG, in a sense, where they were yeah. kind of, I think, for a lot of us. The runaway they were the golden child, mm-hmm. you know, they they won spring, went to MSI. To fight it out. Exactly. Yeah. They, they still, even after the MSI hangover, were able to get first place in the regular season. Were way better. Like, they went 15-3, right? And 99 in spring. So it's like everything pointed towards them just running the table. Uh, we have a question here that does relate from Manny Gomez, Dive Editor. Uh, says, of the teams that can qualify, who do you want to see as the third world's rep? If you guys don't know, Cloud9 and 100 Thieves are already locked in with their upper bracket wins. So those two teams are going, regardless of what else happens, they're going to worlds. Uh, the last four teams competing in the lower bracket, EG, TL, TSM, CLG. Yeah, I, I think I for sure want Evil Geniuses at Worlds representing us because they just have so many better stories that I feel like are going to be left on cliffhangers if we don't. They won spring. We got to see them at MSI and we're hyping up how much they learn at MSI and from international event. And they've got the young North American stars and Danny and JoJo coming up and combining it with LEC MVP and inspired and impacts, you know, history and legacy and if that story doesn't continue and that's not at Worlds, I feel like I'm going to be missing something, you know? Um, as compared to Team Liquid, where that is the, you know, like star-studded roster of all guys that have, you know, all this experience and and have been there before. And I don't know. I, I would say EG for me. What would you say? I think that's, to me, the right answer. So I'll mix it up. Say CLG. <laughs> You'll say the wrong answer. Yeah, that's the right answer. I acknowledge it. I agree. But CLG, just for the uh, the hype factor alone, mm-hmm. I think that would be a team that would be like an underdog, and you yep. would be concerned about like how well are they going to do it. World, <gasps> we're crazy, and they're going to be <laughs> you know, might catch somebody with a big like left. And they're hook. the one who like rocks loses too randomly. You know, like in the they old knock day, someone else rocks, out of like out yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. They, they don't get out of groups. they don't get out of groups, but they throw that kaboom at them. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. I mean. I think we're all probably thinking EG, right? Mm-hmm. Because because it's it's just like for me when it comes to worlds, I want the teams that I think are going to do the best there. And I've watched so much tape this year of EG that makes me think that EG is still our strongest team, even though they did lose to Cloud Nine, even though they had you know a bad series today. Like throughout the throughout the year, it's not really arguable like that this has been the best performing team like overall, right? If you're counting spring and summer, um, you can definitely ding them for spring regular season, but like they they were so good throughout summer. Um, 
and and I, I want to see you know that story continue. Like you're yeah, talking I about think Kobe. Yeah. Like I really want to see the development of JoJo and Danny. And I know Danny took MSI so hard and, and came away feeling like everybody hated him and all this stuff. And like that's BS. People still were behind him. Um, but like I want to see that development, right? And I want to see this team that I do truly believe improved a lot. Uh, after MSI, and I think we saw that in the regular season, because I think if they can step up to that next level, like this is a team that can compete at Worlds, can get out of groups. Yes, like um, they had some struggles at MSI, but they also had some really bright spots. And, um, you know, MSI is all number one seeds, right? You're not going to have to go up against all number one seeds at Worlds. Uh, I think that they can really potentially compete. Yeah, you get to go up against number two SKT or T1 this time instead of number one T1. Yeah. Um, I will say to bounce back a little bit, to the Team Liquid EG in the bottom side of the bracket. The funny thing is, EG had selection of the upper side of the bracket, which loser or winner they played from round one. And they picked C9 because they didn't want to play TL. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know who's going to win, but you know, I think C9 surprised with how good they were. And I 100% agree. And I actually would have done the same pick after seeing the two series that those came out of, right? Yeah. Because you see the Cloud9 series versus CLG and you're like, Ah, I see some holes, right? Whereas the Team Liquid series felt more secure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so like, I, it's just funny that it happened this way, where C, they they picked C9 because they're like, this is who we'll beat. Mm -hmm. They lose to them, and now it's like, well, you're gonna have to play the other team that you could have chosen. Now, uh, yeah. well, not now, but and if you beat them, then you're like, ah, that was the right choice. It should have the whole time. <laughs> the thing is, the Team Liquid Hundred Thieves series. Look at that one a little bit because that was just two days ago. That one was crazy as well and it was another one where it was like team liquid was had no momentum in that series suddenly did good for two games then Wasn't lost the third one am i crazy yeah yes sorry yesterday. two days two yes, series ago in my head I was like two days, days. Ago, i was like oh it's shaky in here. i even gave you the credit i thought that you said the correct thing let's go with i did <laughs> i think azale's crazy he thinks of time in a weird way like, compared to us we're on the same I page that series <laughs> we're, I we're sworn i was watching it we're all everyone's just gaslighting each other <laughs> i can tell you anything no right one knows now. what's happening right hey now. guys guess what alawi was picked yesterday as well uh, i missed <laughs> and it, it i was the casting series. that game and i never said her name I we were it happened uh, like, yeah revenge was talking about the counter pick as well he was like yeah. it's genius <laughs> Uh, so the, the TL 100 Thieves one, 100 Thieves were the first team that qualified for Worlds. They looked really good. Closer had like the insane Lee Sin game after oh having God, the, game was the 1 in 10 Vi game or whatever it was. Like I fucking called it at the beginning of the day too. Oh my God. And he finally pulled it out. It was crazy. Revenge was just gushing over Someday the whole time though. And Someday deserved it. It was, it was, I thought that was like, over this weekend, I felt very good about my all pro picks in a sense, because I had Berserker, and I was like, he's been doing incredible, and then I had a someday, I think we all had someday number one, yeah. he absolutely popped off against Whippo. I didn't have Whippo on the list, though, I had snubbed him. Well, looks like a good call, because... The preemptive snub? Yeah, Revenge was talking about the lack of answers to Aatrox, just kept going through. Oh, actually, because we get Team Liquid versus CLG. The Dokla. We get Dokla versus Dokla. Oh, well, we'll, we'll get to CLG versus Golden Guardians in a second here because yep. that's uh, it's a whole other can of worms. That there, is Mark. a that is a can of worms. Um, <laughs> Do you, you like those worms? Or? No, those are stinky, gross worms. <laughs> Ugly looking worms. <laughs> you don't even put them on the hook. That's just like not bait for anyone. No one wants that. Um, Anything for TL Hundred Thieves? Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it at home. It was it was just such an exciting series, right? I I do think we expected it to be really competitive. I feel like these two teams always deliver. I was expecting that we might have gotten, um, you know, a rematch between them. I was, in my mind, it was like, okay, well, EG wins all the upper bracket and then knocks, you know, 100 Thieves down and then TL goes to the lower bracket and then they play each other again in the, lower, in the you know, the Saturday match for finals mm -hmm. the, the, to move on. Um, and that's all obviously thrown out the door now because things didn't kind of go how they were going in my brain. But um, it, it's just such a, a cool rivalry. Back and forth, back and forth. I mean, 100 Thieves clap them in the first two games and then it was really cool to see tl come out with some really cool drafts we had the swing jensen. game the zillion game oh yeah excuse me i said jensen i meant zillion <laughs> yeah bjergsen, bjergsen had had really really a good he said the right i think in, in the zillion game the swing game i think was really really clever as well um so it's just I, nice to see tl like be able to battle back and not just crumble okay so what were your guys feelings about it because that whole time i was thinking no shot at this reverse sweep, actually. I actually thought, you know, 100 Thieves had him on the ropes, and it was one of those, like, just finish him feelings, rather than, even though it ended up being 3-2, yeah. I really did feel like the whole time still, I was still like, there's 0% chance even I'm flip Really? Yeah. I was like, there's 0% chance that I'm uh -oh. flip-flopping. Um, so, and maybe it's because... 
maybe it's because we we were kind of biased here back in the desk and, and talking with revenge and stuff but um yeah i i, I was not gonna budge i mean uh, i wouldn't have changed, on it. changed my prediction but i can't say i was like 100 percent confident 100 thieves were gonna win mm. i came in maybe like 55 45 anyway for 100 thieves like i thought it was gonna be a, it three, was a two, three two prediction yeah and i thought it was probably very close i gave 100 thieves the edge um but after games three and four those were very tl dominant right um especially game four if i'm recalling correctly went really bad for that, was, that was that was zero. the, the was buy one, one. Buy. buy when you're behind is just but, like you're dying 10 times and, and, and you're I, gonna look bad part of the reason why i, I was still secure is because i was like yeah that's a terrible vibe pick yeah as soon as i saw it <laughs> pop up as first pick i was like this is ridiculous we've been talking about this for weeks and Team Liquid is the team to counterpick it the hardest. Yeah. Bjergsen is very happy to pay the Swain. They play these AOE like mumbo jumbo comp, ball comps of healing and and frontline. Mumbo jumbo, jumbo ball. Jumbo. <laughs> <laughs> it that, doesn't even matter what's in there. It's a yeah. mumbo jumbo. It's a Seraphine. It's a Swain. It's exactly a, uh, whatever. Boom. Some some skill shots come flying out of it, but it's pretty. You know, it's, yeah. it's not good to engage into. Yeah. Is the whole point. Yeah, yeah, you don't yeah. want to go into the mumbo jumbo. You don't want to engage into mumbo jumbo, and that's this has been the number one reason why I've been emphasizing the like stop blind picking this champ it's good to counter pick Zeri or other you know AD carry that you want to hold down like that but if you first pick it versus like Team Liquid then you're gonna get AoE AoE'd on and then that's why I was like yeah I've been there he's gonna have 10 deaths I did, I that. I did that too <laughs> to, to take the other side of it I felt like they got kind of clapped in draft twice in a row yeah. right so it's like didn't seem far-fetched to me that they could get clapped in draft three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. well, right? even, so it was like, it wasn't about like, ah, these players just don't have it anymore. He uh -huh. had a bad Vi game. It was like, GL drafted really smart twice in a row, played really well twice in a row. Why can't they do it a third time? Yeah, I would even argue third time in a row, their draft was fine. They were winning yeah. that game, if you remember, where like the Leona MF lane had killed uh, the bot side a couple times. Seraphim had died a couple times. Things were going well for Team Liquid. Closer just decided he's going to win team fights now with a couple insects. You can talk about Han Sama not flashing them, not giving him core JJ, not walking next to your AD carry when you have a Lee Sin Q on yeah. you. Bjerg saw it and he was like, I'm out of here. He flashed the wall. Han yeah. Sama Hans walks up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, there, there were a lot of misplays for sure, but like that team comp for Team Liquid when it got ahead should be kind of. I don't want to say easy, but like you Leona all, you MMF all, and like Azir doesn't need to commit. He can send his soldiers from far away, and they actually have good ways of dealing with that mumbo jumbo comp you're talking about. That because mm. because mm. Hundred Thieves runs mumbo jumbo. I'm comp glad too. this name is sticking. Mm. Yeah. I'm yeah. liking it a lot. <laughs> they, 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 do the, they do the all. But it's gonna stick. They do the mumbo all jumbo melee top side. They do the all melee mumbo jumbo on the top side of the map. You know, you yeah. go Seraphine Senna yeah. to like shoot things through. Your Qs yeah. go through them. Yeah. Your alts go through them. And whatnot. Yeah. You bounce shit off their heads. I mean, yeah. I feel like TL actually won four to five drafts i thought their game one draft i saw that and i was like oh my god 100 thieves got clapped like mm -hmm. this game's over and then tl actually ended up losing mm -hmm. um i thought i thought that their draft was really really good it was uh so atrox vi ari Callista, and they got poppy against this it's like all dive team they have renata zeri poppy ergot and and silas i thought they had such good counter dive that you know 100 Thieves was going to be running at them, getting absolutely just trounced. But they got so far ahead that none of it really mattered. Like, the early minutes were actually pretty good. Um, but I think that's where I know, like, I, didn't, I wasn't in part of the conversations with Revenge off-air, but on-air, he was criticizing them, and I really agreed with him. I thought the top half of the map for TL in Game 1 was, like, really bad. They didn't do anything when um, the Renata Zeri went, like, even against this Callista on bot side. Um, I didn't think they really accomplished anything with their with their counters. They had answer. I believe they picked later than their opponents for all lanes. So it was like they, they got, got they got full full information for all of this and then just didn't really perform. But I thought Tails drafts were actually really good. Um, I saw some people flaming them online just because I think they're maybe like a little bit different or whatever. But I thought their drafts were good. Um, game one for sure they just didn't perform and I can see why. Uh, Revenge was kind of like criticizing Bopo some for not having answers to like what it's like a standard meta pick or at least his answer is not working, right? You can kind of like take yeah. either side of the coin. And it was it was just interesting to me because today, you know, one of the ones he was hammering on was like the Fiora into it. Yep. And then boom, we see Fudge just like demolish yeah. Yeah, this Aatrox with it. Um, I mean, so you kind of get a picture of that. what could have been. I feel like Bufo's never been a Fiora guy. Exactly. And that was, that was his point. He was like, I just don't think he has... I don't think he has them. He was his main two were Fiora and Renekton, and then we saw the Renekton at the very end. You could tell it was a, re a reluctant 
Renekton. It was, <laughs> like, it was not an, an enthusiastic Renekton. Yeah. Um, it was kind of last ditch, you know, game five type of scenario. So and there were some mechanical mistakes like uh, wasting rage before getting onto his target, you know, for empowered Ws and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. Zero Fjord games played. Does have 17 Renekton, so it is one of his most played, um, mm. but not an amazing win rate on it compared to his other champs, 52.3 or 52.9%. You know, most of his high, high up champions there, like his top three are GP, Orin, and Aatrox, and all have like 65, 66, you know, type percent win rate. So obviously performs better on average than those. But I think they, uh, they look good enough to make a lower bracket run. I wouldn't count Team Liquid out yet. Over uh, EG. I think potentially. I mean, yeah. if, yeah. if EG... That, that's why it's exciting. Yeah. If EG plays like this against Team Liquid, I think Team Liquid could win. I don't... Like, not that EG played completely terrible, but, like, that wasn't the MVP guy that I believed in, you know? Like, there's no. a lot of those ways where I think that they can outperform them. Danny looked good, but got outplayed. <laughs> I would... Like, he didn't look bad, but Berserker looked like a stud, you know? He like, got out I, for, I, Yeah, he got out <laughs> I, I feel like it's like it, a hard thing to talk about. I know, yeah, I know I you're know. laughing at, but you're like, no, no, I just I always laugh because you, yeah. you do it a lot where you like you talk in questions of like several. several. I'm trying to like work through how you talk about yeah. how like you played fine, but the other guy looked like a monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeri and Zeri's BS. Guy. I mean, you you can't criticize Berserker for playing Zeri. Like it's like yeah. it's one of those things where he played as well as you could possibly play. I thought he had a monster series. Um, I, th I think I actually voted for him for player of the series. Fudge was incredible too. I, yeah. There was a lot of people who played really, really well in C9, so it was hard. Even Blabber had some amazing games. His Olaf game was whatever, but like um, his counter gank game, and also I think was a big part of why Inspired didn't look as good. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he played amazing. I do think that maybe EG will have to change their priority on some stuff because they were down to just give Zeri over every single time as long as Yumi and Lulu weren't paired with it. But like clearly that didn't work. Uh, they didn't have the ability to actually lock it down. When I watched Danny in most of the fights, I didn't really see a lot of mistakes from Danny. I mean, there may be things I'm not really remembering, but overall, I thought mechanically he was playing very well. The biggest thing was that they, they died. I think they died a couple times in lane. There was the Ezreal one. Oh, the Ezreal E was terrible, yeah. Mm -hmm. that, there was that in, I think there were some, I could be misremembering, but saying what you want about Kor and Hans this year, they've always been good in lane. Yep. Um, most of their mistakes came from out of laning problems. So like... They're down to play lane counters. I mean, we're looking ahead because they're just, these two teams aren't even actually playing each other. So we might be yeah. getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. But presuming that one of these two... All right, should we do our fundamentals then? So we started the building blocks of the games that are going to happen for sure. sure. Yeah, we Whoa, can... first we have to talk about this CLG Golden Guardians. Do we? You, I guess <laughs> you we said it was worms. You guys were both saying how it was all, all right, worms. Right, you know what? We can talk about it in the context of Team Liquid <laughs> okay. playing CLG. How about that? We'll talk about CLG yeah, in deal. context of that. Deal, deal, okay. deal, yeah, deal, yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so TL is playing CLG on Thursday. So that's the first the first matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I expected CLG to absolutely turbo stomp Golden Guardians. I do think Golden Guardians played better than they had been playing. So I do think there's an element of them stepping up, but... I think a big element. Yeah. I actually think that was the main story. I think so. Golden Guardians uh, are playing way better. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to be the poo-poo head here, but like Golden Guardians played better, but there's no world where CLG should still need five games, even against the yeah. best the best version of Golden Guardians we've seen all year still should not push an informed CLG to five games. I still think it it is the main story that they're overperformed or that they improved a lot, Golden Guardians. Yeah. Um, CLG came into this weekend, though, I know, concerned because of their practice. So they were not as confident. Um, I they, think it showed in their drafts. They, they, they hit a bunch of roadblocks. Um, I know that they were concerned about several things and issues that popped up in their practice leading up to this week. So I also know that they are relieved to like have gotten through this one. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, this week of practice and, and refocus will... To take the like, glasses half empty side um, and join Mark. Yeah. Bit, I thought Doku was really bad in this series. Um, that's, that's fair. That one was the like the biggest one. Getting Over, solo killed by the poppy top. He got solo killed twice. Didn't he get solo killed by an Orn or something as well? I think so. Yeah. Um, I wanna, that's why you're like, whew, we got through it. <laughs> um, so it's like, I do think Golden Guardian stepped up a lot. I do think they played a lot better. So they are deserving of credit for that. Um, the biggest thing that's like stuck in my brain standing out from that series as a negative though was I know Palafox said in the interview he didn't think he played great I thought he was whatever I thought it was a big drop off from Dokla because Dokla to my recollection had been kind of clapping licorice in regular season um, the bot lane for CLG was also kind of a yikes for me that was like 
it was interesting because Sixay came in super confident. He said, "Hey, we we smacked him in the in the two v two in the regular season. We're gonna smack him again." And they did, and they did, and that that was that was rough because um, that was like not even like a back and forth battle. It felt like for almost all of the games, it felt like Golden Guardians bot lane was was kind of clapping CLG's yeah. bot lane. So. Definitely big concerns uh, for dropping and and like I say, week. they came into this week and they were concerned because yeah. with themselves with that week of practice. And that that's to me because they lost to C9 a week ago, mm-hmm. and it was a full five game series, and that looked really competitive. They looked like they were playing really well. Good loss. Yeah, C9. <laughs> good loss, but like C9. You can see the the track, even though we talked about like a quantum leap from the the two weeks. Yeah. Cloud Nine at least like looked like oh they were here and then they got here. CLG if it looked like they were here, and then they went like down here for this one to me. Because quantum sync. Yeah, because if the T, if the, <laughs> what you call it, but like the the return to vacuum energy level, the level that they played at there mm-hmm. should have. If they took the C9 level that they played at and played Golden Guardians at that level, I think it's a three-one probably. I guess the reason why I'm not feeling like this is a huge change is because think back to regular season. At what point did you feel like this team was stable, and you are like, oh yeah. I for sure know the level of CLG. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that, that has never been the case. They have always they have always been able to swing well, high and hard. Well, the thing about them, though, was that they had never dropped a game to teams not in playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, in the regular season. I have to look I back. Mean, it might have been eight one. Eight teams go to playoffs. So well, it was, so. Uh, it was all the teams below them in yeah. playoffs. I don't think that they dropped a game to. I think that Didn't they, they split with C9. C9 was... Oh, because they, they did end up above them, I yep. guess. But yeah, so C9... But I think six down. I think you were right. I, I feel like that's correct. Yeah. Any, anything that wasn't in the upper bracket, they had had a 2-0 over. So the, to then go five games against Golden Guardians felt weird to me because I was yeah. like, yeah, they, they're a little erratic, but like they usually get it done against the teams that they're better than. And so to, to be struggling this hard, yeah, like Borderline could have lost that series. Not just they went five games, but like... And and I felt like they kind of moved away a little bit from what their style was a bit. A lot of late um, game this, this yeah, year. Yeah, a lot series. of late game, a lot of like kind of passive picks. When I think of CLG at their best, I think like action and like creating yeah. stuff ha- happening on the map and, you know, really kind of like scrapping a lot, right? I think that that is, that is going into conservative loss mitigation of like, ooh, this should be, you know, the like yeah. more reliable way to go about getting a win over one of the lower uh, rated teams. And I agree with that, but that's not how you're going to beat TL is my concern. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that... Uh, but, and I don't think that they would take that tactic or, yep. or believe that either. Yeah, so I, I, I hope, think, I hope, I think no. they believe the same thing. You don't, you don't want to see Sivir, Lulu, Orn, Wukong? No. They, 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 <laughs> no. they did finish it out with a LeBlanc with, for a little bit of proactivity, but like, yeah, you can't draft that into Team Liquid and yeah. think that's going to go okay. T- TL's strength is, is the early game, right? So if yeah. you're like, whoa, rough week. All right, guys, let's play for late. Like, I think they're just going to get clapped yeah. in the first 15, 20 minutes of the game and they're going to be out of the game. Um, so I do think it's going to require a, a step up from them. Um, on the TL side, obviously, we talked a lot about it. I thought TL... I mean, they had they had some ups and downs for sure. I mean, the first two games they got crushed, so those games are obviously going to look worse. But mm-hmm. like series wide, I thought TL looked pretty strong. They show that they have some cool answers. They show that they still have some pocket picks. Um, you know, like Bobosa and Bjergsen Zillion, and like I actually kind of considered the Swain a little bit of a Bjergsen pocket pick as well now too. Um, Sen- because- Sen- and not or Seraphine Nautilus as well is kind of their thing. Yeah, so I think they have some some cool answers, and um, we know that they are willing to to kind of like you know flex around a little bit and look for some spicy picks. So I think it's a really scary matchup for CLG. And I think for sure... Oh, I think they're for sure underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. Big underdogs. I, I think if Dokla plays like he played against Golden Guardians, they get 3-0'd. Like, I think Whippo will will run over you if you play like that. Uh, so I do think that it's going to require them to play to like a much higher level, to how they play against C9, how they played largely through the regular season. Because then I think that they have an opportunity to actually take over some of these games and be really scrappy. But... The bot lane's a huge concern for me too. Like Stix A played great in that series, but Core Core and Hans are a better two v two than the Golden Guardians two v two, right? And it's like CLG's bot lane was getting collapsed. But they did good versus C nine. Luger and Poom had a good series they did. just the week before against C nine. They also the last time these two teams played TL and CLG, CLG won. Palafox had that Azir game. And that's like when a lot of the hype started. When you're asking about like when do people start believing in CLG, I think that was a big moment for them in the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Palafox, when he's in form, his Akali games, that game, a lot of like Zione sometimes. Some of his Yone, yeah. Like 
I can see a world where they do beat Team Liquid. Mm-hmm. It's just like... Is oh. it this world? I don't know if it's this one coming after that Golden Guardian I, series. I, I'm very curious about the draft because if Team Liquid try and do stuff like having Bjergsen on like melee mid laners like Silas and stuff, he's not looked nearly as good on the on these types of champions. I think that is actually Palafox's realm. Yeah. And yeah. so if the meta goes that way and they're both picking champs like that, I think Pal Fox is actually better. You know, Akali, Silas, Yone, those types of things. Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. It, it's it's a tough one though because it's it's hard to not put a lot into what you've seen most recently, right? And TL, their their loss was you know like their series looked so much better than um, than CLG's series. That's it's like really a struggle for me to believe. That I don't think anyone is going to argue that CLG should be favored in yeah, the series. Yeah. Not favored, but I just mean even like. I don't know, prediction-wise, right? Like, I, I'm uh-huh. finding it hard to... You, you, you don't even want to give him a game. You don't even, you don't even give him a handout, huh? You're going to 3-0 him? You're going to give him a 3-0? I think it's a 3-1. Um, but I think... I, I feel pretty confident that TL, TL will have this. But if CLG plays like they, they had been previously, I think it could be really competitive. And then it kind of depends on, like, what TL is actually coming out. I don't think TL should play these kind of, like, late-game drafts. Because even, even though I said I thought TL won the Game 1 draft against 100 Thieves, it doesn't really feel like their style to go for all this kind of, like, late-game scaling stuff. I do think they need picks that can kind of enable them to do things early because that's generally where they have their most success and they kind of feel like they're not very good at setting up objectives. They're not very good at kind of playing uh, mid and late game. They seem to make mistakes in team fights, even just individually, like some of the players that are really, really good seem to make those mistakes. Um, and and I think that's why they kind of have to play play from an advantage, right? So I want to see them kind of really go aggressive early. TL 3-0. 3-0. I won't even give them a game. A maximum doubting for highest chance of upset is, this is also our, our bet. This is, we'll have to take well, a, a cold bath. We, well, we still might both. Yeah, if they so both this, <laughs> this this actually doesn't determine. You EG know. dropping this, to low This bracket. determines who is the first of us to lose. Yeah, <laughs> I've also realized I got absolutely schematized for this uh, for this bet because Kobe chooses to take ice cold showers. <laughs> this is something he likes to do. Well, he also took the worst like odds in reality. He denied reality to say it's a 50-50. But he's yeah. he's just down to do this just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, see? I got totally scammed here. It's this, like, this is how you make bets. You you arrange the terms so that no matter the outcome, you win. Yeah. I swear there's a really cool there's, quote about knowing who you're making dealings with is more important than the deals themselves sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure. Don't make a deal with the devil kind of... I got scammed. No, I was thinking of... Um, oh, ice bath? The um, Rhythm of War. Bar. The Rhythm of War. Brandon Sanders. Oh, yeah. Where he's making the deal with the god and giving terms to Odium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with Spoilers! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a sick chapter, though. And, and he's like giving terms to him and you're like, ah, see, the key here mm-hmm. is that... I actually want colder water to try and take ice baths. I've actually stopped taking uh, the cold showers in the morning because oh. the water doesn't get cold enough. You can no longer feel... So, so maybe my tolerance is gone. Maybe, maybe. I don't think so. Based on that, your shower could not get cold enough. Either regardless, I think... I'm on the other side where I need to take hot showers. <laughs> I think regardless, we're all going to be... We're all predicting Team Liquid. Yeah. Do you uh, give them a game? Huh? I, give- I for sure give Team... I for sure give uh, CLG a game. Um, I guess probably most most likely uh, would be like 3-1, but I would for sure put a 3-2 prediction. I think once you get to the point of if I actually predicted CLG to win, it gets like distant. It, it takes away from the upset if the upset does happen. Yeah. So yeah. I, I never like to do that. Yeah. Um, Big news. Like death the, predictions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole graphics team liquid, I'll flip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he literally asked. Uh, if everyone is all that and yeah. then and then switch, but uh, um, but he gets credit for it because he's the one who predicted it. Um, so TSM versus EG are on Friday, I believe. That would be the next one. This one feels like such a long shot for TSM, but I guess you have a little bit of hope after EG lost. Like, yeah, maybe they're not so good. <laughs> so I, again, when we're like discussing these, I, that's why I like looking at okay, which one's the underdog for sure? Like in the last one was CLG, how do they win if they could win? And then for this one, like TSM, everyone's going to agree they're for sure underdogs. It's a long shot. But how could they? Like what strategy? This this one feels like... Are they even underdogs? This one feels (laughs) not not even... I think we answered that question first. Yeah. 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 (laughs) This one feels not even comparable to the CLG TL one though, right? Like the CLG TL one, I thought if they're playing 
both like how they were in the regular season. It's like, ah, it's like a yeah. 60-40 or a 65-35. This one feels like Wide a 90-10, right? Like, it's really hard to imagine GSM taking down EG um, based on how they played in the regular season. As far as how they do it, I think how they do it has to be like monster speaker games. Um, Tactical, I actually thought played quite well during their their series. Uh, I think he is a big upgrade over Instinct. I was honestly surprised Instinct stayed in as long as he as long as he did. I thought Instinct was, you know, not bad, but the worst marksman in the league for sure. And everyone I've talked to seems to think it's the same in scrims. So um, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to give some TSM some credit just for winning that series over FlyQuest because yeah. that was a pretty big upset. Um, I didn't think so. Well, so you were always the FlyQuest hater. So yes. fair enough for you not believing. But I think for most people in the community, including fans and stuff, it did feel like TSM, this whole split has kind of just been like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. And it felt like they were more or less going to stick with this roster no matter what. Mm-hmm. They win the first game with Instinct. They lose the next game with Instinct. And you think like, well, they're just going to let it ride. They bring Tactical in, which was a surprise. And I don't think, ta- I think they lost that next game, if I'm not mistaken. They did. They that was a 0-10 lost. by game. But well, he had like the 1-7 Draven. And then they were like, whatever, Tactical stays in there. So like, I thought that was really cool that he like didn't mental boom because he's such a confidence-driven player, you know? And uh, and man. that game was not his fault. I think yeah. I think he got so slammed and it was not his fault, actually. It was the rest of the draft and the way the rest of the game played around. Yeah. I, but I think like also Solo had a pretty good series. Um Solo's just good, man. Solo's just quietly. It's so funny. He doesn't even seem like connected to the rest of the team. Like he's just walking up the, the hallway by himself. And then like 10 seconds later, the rest of the team comes up. And he's like, I'm just the mercenary here to carry your dumb asses through the lower <laughs> bracket. You know, like I, I've had some some uh, good conversations uh, the last couple of days about Solo. So I, I thought it was funny because contracts came on the analyst desk and then just like, it was like, <laughs> oh yeah, toxic. He's so toxic, right? Solo's so toxic. And it was it was kind of like, that's, you know, one of the worst kept secrets. Like everyone in the scene kind of ha- hadn't knew that about him. And so people would always ask, like, oh, why is he not on teams? It's like, well, because. Um, but to, to play the other side now, um, I talked to a couple of different pros. I talked to someone the other day and then it plays all of when he was here today who had said that he's actually changed a lot. They think that while he is very opinionated and very direct, like maybe he's not giving the feedback in the, in the like, best possible way. Um, it sounds like he's much more focused now on, like, on just the improvement and like, you know, it seems like it is his heart is kind of more in the right place. Um, so it sounds like he has made like a, a pretty big improvement with that. So I'll be interested to see like if he stays around because I just feel like this guy is so solid. He, he blind, gets blind picked almost always, even against really good players. He's always doing pretty darn well in lane. And a lot of times he gets counterpicked and he's like up farm and you're kind of like, it's not really getting that much help. Like Solo's just a really good player. He's really solid. He's not going to 1v9 the game for you. But even in the games where his team is getting stomped in that last series, you look up, Solo's already doing pretty all right. He, he always has really good timings on when to push his wave, when yeah. to hold his wave, when to you know move into enemy jungle, the, these types of things. He does fake and, recalls really well. Yeah, and I was going to say, he also does it on any team. They're like, you put him on any team with any players, and you're like, okay, well... Maybe it's because his personality is the constant, <laughs> and it's like ah, it doesn't really matter how you know what the what the other pieces. Because he's are. a top laner, you don't have to interact with your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I for sure think he deserves a spot. Yeah. So now that we're done giving TSM their daps for winning that one series, I run into the buzzsaw that is EG now. Yeah. I mean, th- this one would be like. A, a massive upset like the c9 one i didn't even really consider happening i feel like this is like one of the biggest upsets it, this would be like when when clutch beat tsm um in playoffs and like knock them out with like the hawkwo thresh yeah and tsm had made what like 10 straight finals before that or something and that happened to me like this is almost like that uh if, if tsm actually wins but they'd be on the inverse side of it i feel like it's gonna be eg had their rough series they come back, they absolutely stomp them, and it's 3-0. Um, that's kind of my, my gut feeling. If TSM is able to be competitive, I'll be really, really impressed um, because I do think we're going to get EG kind of like full force, an angry EG. Yeah, I think even like the way that some of the things C9 did to find their wins in this game, it doesn't necessarily the same thing that TSM wants to do. Like, okay, fudge Fiora into Aatrox. That's not so Solo's play that. style. Um, so it does feel hard. Like they'll have to find a new way to beat them. Like Spica into into Inspired. If Inspired continues to not play that well, like that's maybe a bit of an in. Spica and Maple do work well together. Maybe they can shut down JoJo. Like 
Jensen and and Blabber were able to do, but but also who's like who's the berserker on the team, right? Yeah. Like C9's bottling was actually baby. so good. Um, I thought they were really really good, and Sven doesn't get that much credit, but I thought Sven played really well uh, in this series too. Um, so I I think it's it's a really really a long shot. I don't think that tactical can like consistently outplay or out team fight Danny throughout the series. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right, 100 Thieves versus Cloud9, baby. Back up to the winner's bracket. This is... Or do you want to give predictions on this one? I think we all just gave our predictions, though. Yeah, EG30. EG30? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, it is decided. We saw them in the lower bracket in spring. They got very mad and just swept the entire way through, basically. So that's, po- that's still on the table for Unless the they're absolutely mental booms. You all right, know. who's going to be the one on the prediction board to do the, t- the TSM prediction? Who's the I'll leave it to Jad again. Yeah. TSM Jad. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, but he just did change his allegiance to Cloud9. So is he really going to betray them like that? Well, no, is, it, is it really allegiance, he, he, though? His, or is his it, allegiance no. is whatever farms the most underdog like empathy boats. You know? <laughs> like, he did it in the, the finals as well. When everyone was 100 Thieves in spring, he was like, I'll swap to EG. Yeah. <laughs> and the crowd was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So upper bracket, Cloud9, 100 Thieves. This one is, is really interesting. This feels harder to predict because if, if you're doing it based on level you expected coming in playoffs, everyone's on the 100 Thieves side for sure. Um, and now I think it becomes more about like how much do you think C9 played up versus how much do you think EG played down? You know, where where's your kind of like new evaluation? Because we have new data that we have to kind of judge this team off of. I am so excited for Fudge versus Someday right now. Mm. Just after spending the whole day with Revenge talking about the Team Liquid 100 Thieves top lane matchup and then seeing Fudge use those counter picks today, I am super excited to see which way that top lane actually goes. Mm-hmm. Fudge, is, Fudge, before he swapped over to mid, was our best top laner. You know, his, the, coming back from MSI, after his MSI performance, for sure, for I feel like he top. was. Yeah. Um, and, and he like vacated that spot when he moved to mid lane and then has been climbing back. And I don't think he has not gotten back to that. Um, so if he does, it would have to be right, right now. Um, for him to to reclaim that position. And this would be the series where he would have to do that over Someday, who Someday is now the best top laner um, and and has been uh, performing as the best the best top laner. So um, the, the top lane is the one I'm most undecided on right now. Yeah. I think Cloud9, I give the bottom lane to um, versus Hunter Thieves. It's so tough. I'll say this about the top lane first, is that okay. Fudge has been so hit or miss this split. In the beginning, he was like the best performing member of Cloud9. Then he dipped in the middle. He's spiking again. But the thing I really like is that he plays the counters to the common matchups. So he played the Camille into the Orn, slammed that one, the Aatrox into, or the, excuse me, Fiora into the Aatrox. And someday, for the most part, is kind of stock standard top laner. He plays who, the meta. He plays the meta. He plays it incredibly well. And so if Fudge can get the better of him, I do think that's a huge advantage that they'll have in the series. If not, then... I don't think Fudge wants to be playing Sejuani. He plays a good Sejuani sometimes, but like I just don't know if that's how you beat 100 Thieves in team fighting because their team fighting's nuts. Um, and then on the bot lane point, I like FBI and Huhi a lot. They have more versatility, I think, in their champion pools than the C9. More Baltimore. versatility than Kalista Ash? Ash? Yeah, they diving. play the Sarah Senefine lanes. They'll play, like, who he will play, like, set. I don't know what they're going to do, dude. Berserker will play Neela. Who he has not played set this whole year. I know. I know. It's an old story point. Yeah. But I think <laughs> that they uh, they still have a lot of play styles that they go to. They tried the Lucianami. It didn't work, that yeah. one game that they played it. But it was getting banned against them. And the Aphelios was getting banned against him. Um, so uh, FBI, I think, has a very good champion pool. And who he can support it however they want to, whether that's engagers or just mm-hmm. um, enchanters. Mm. So I, I do think that there's, like, if they are getting slammed by this, like, Zeri hyperscaling thing, I think that they're very comfortably like, all right, <laughs> get me out of this. I'll go something else. You know, like, I, I don't think yeah. they'll, they'll just, like, keep opting in and getting slammed five games in a row. Yeah. I think you change the champion, Berserker still does. I'm, I'm, I mean, fully, I'm fully on the Berserker hype train. Uh, I, I also recognize I am biased because he plays Champion's Q all the time and FBI does not at, at all. So... FBI's too busy pressing tab. <laughs> and can't, the, can't loan into the game. Tab's yeah. easy. Tab's easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's interesting, yeah, because, I mean, obviously the Zeri games are fresh in mind, but it was against CLG that he was spamming Sivir and looking crazy, right? 
Um, Berserk was just an insane just team fighter. Team yeah. fighter. Um, and the Zarya obviously wasn't even really that big of a problem in lane. It was kind of just like, yeah, he's chilling, he's farming, he's doing fine. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, right, they've got Zeri late game. There's the kills <laughs> yeah. coming our way. Um, I also I also have got to give credit for Zven. I feel like um, a lot of people were talking about, ah, like all he can play is Lulu and Yumi and stuff, right? And like I, th- I thought he was a little bit underrated on the engages. I know some people say he's like a little bit too crazy. He's just like willing to go on everything he sees on the engage champs. Um, but in this series, he was getting a lot of a lot of enchanter bans, and now he mixes in the Renata. Can't ban them all, right? Like there's a lot of OPs right now. You can't ban them all. Um, so it, unless a team is going to actually throw like five or six support bans, and then at that point, like who cares? Your other lanes should do really well. Uh, I don't really think that you can you can actually just like knock them off these picks completely. So it be, does become hard because it's like banning Yumi and Lulu is supposed to be the same thing as banning Zeri, according to what like a lot of people were kind of thinking, right? It's clearly not. They're happy to just play it with Renata or Renata Zillion. Um, so I do think it's hard to like, kind of approach how, you're, how you want to attack that bot lane. I think that I, I still have to be kind of on the 100 Thief side because I do think, I mean, Jensen was a monster in this series. I think Blabber played really well overall too. Uh, but looking at, at the split overall, I still think I have to be favoring Abadaga. I have to be favoring Closer. Uh, I think that they had some really solid series as well against, uh, you know, really tough competition. So it's it's interesting, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, think it's, I think it's a close series if C9 plays like they do today. But, like, is C9 going to play as well as they did today? If they play like it is today, I think it's, like, a 3-2. If they go back to playing how they were before, I think they get, like, 3-1 or 3-0'd. The other thing is the the scrim rumors, you know, where we heard that C9 was slamming EG. Scrim facts, excuse me. Scrim rumors They're until you're going <laughs> to cite your sources, Kobe. Don't you know MLA citation? I forget how it works, to be honest. I, just I don't remember how it works do. either. So. Wrote, wrote some papers. We don't know ago. it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the thing is, I, the other th- part to those rumors was it was only C9 slamming EG. Other people, like you said, who played C9 were like, "Yeah, are you sure? Because I played them and they were not that crazy. So there might just be something in that specific matchup that, yeah, C9 just have the edge on them somehow, but don't have that edge versus the field. It's, it's funny, though, because so, the scrim stuff is always so, uh, like, left and right, right? It's like people are saying, ah, C9 super clapped DG. Then I heard C9 was getting clapped by other people. Then, and then I was getting told that uh, like Abadaga, the reason he, he didn't get any like pro votes for all pro is that he's sprinting it in scrims and just getting clapped by everyone. So it's like, it's so funny, right? It's just like the 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 results can be so different on stage. It was the same thing with Philip. People were saying Philip in scrims was, was terrible, but Philip on stage was like, was solid, right? So um, I do think it's it's kind of funny seeing the the differences between scrims and stage. Some players just don't take them as serious. Not saying that's a good thing, but like they just don't. Sometimes people are trying different things and mm-hmm. you know and, and kind of like limit testing a little bit too much, and then they just start sprinting <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's I, definitely interesting. See, I I I don't think there's some crazy mystery with it. And the things that I saw from Cloud Nine today are applicable. 200 thieves as well like they they can they can like we're saying if they keep up if their level like today if they keep up their level it's not like this was only something that works against evil geniuses right yep you can replicate if you can replicate this it will also work versus 100 thieves um it, you know if oh if fudge can have these strong counter picks versus someday also um, so look at them every game. <laughs> that well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you can replicate that, that's still gonna be good, hard-earned gold, baby. That's gonna be map pressure. You know, uh, Jensen can bring out Zillion. You know, supportive mid lanes as uh, as well to buff up either Blabber or Berserker. You know, yeah. if, then you've got a backup. Why not both? Um, why not both? Yeah, uh, and I would raise you the small chip of. This clip that is my favorite 100 Thieves behind the scenes clip of all time. Oh, the closer. <laughs> after, yeah. It is closer after their scrims versus, versus Cloud9. I'm so sad that 100 Thieves don't make this that uh, behind the scenes uh, like show or anymore, that YouTube show. But it is closer just literally running around the scrim room, freaking out, just shouting, Blabber, Blabber. Did you yeah. see there's an old clip as well? It was like from two years ago when he was on Golden Guardians with Haunter. There was like a big, like, public game they're playing double if was streaming it mm-hmm. and 
Bjergsen says, give me Zillion. They lock in Zillion and through Hanser's microphone, you hear Closer be like, no, we lost. It's Bjergsen Zillion. He's so funny behind the scenes yeah, and that yeah. stuff. And, and he got slammed in that third game by the Zillion. So everyone was linking that clip. It's so funny. Yeah, it, it, it's, really it's perfect. It's, I don't know it's all lined up. The stories. I've seen the Blabber one a bunch of times. I've never seen that one. You'll have to send me that. Yeah, it was like a clip from a double stream. It's really funny. It's good. Um, Uh, So on that point, I was actually doing some digging because in my head I was building the story about how like there's this triangle of junglers where like Santorum beats Blabber because he can absorb the just like insanity that is a Blabber on Olaf. But then he loses to Closer who's like always finds the perfect opportunity to like exploit that but then blabber beats closer because he's just insane and you can't pick the right time against Olaf. <laughs> Olaf. He's like when's the right time i'm ready you know so like uh I, I had this like little circle in my head i was looking for win rates they didn't quite back that that up don't let that stop you i don't yeah. think it will because i do think like the the win tell rate, the story yeah the win rates also sometimes get skewed by just like who had the better team that year you know yeah, and, like yeah. they, regular season throw those out too yeah they're the, they're the ones that don't fit your story throw those out yeah. too so the one that that did, was there is that closer does have a much better win rate over santorin yeah and then it's a lot closer against blabber i think it's one game in closer's favor um but hundred thieves has been better than cloud nine in recent years yeah. uh more or less and then uh Blabber was like one game behind Santorin. So like if you really wanted to push that narrative, I think it, it's there a little bit. And I, I think there's some truth mm-hmm. to it where like um, Blabber just kind of is a wrecking ball who runs in and either he wins the fight or he doesn't. And Closer feels like a big outplay guy. Like mm-hmm. the least so plays the Viego. The yeah. There's like specific moments where it's just like it takes over. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. Blabber feels like he decides if that happens or not. I mean, it, what you're saying kind of makes sense in my head, but the reality is with stuff like this, you'd have to actually go back and check all the individual games because the win doesn't necessarily mean you got the better of your opponent, right? You, you, you could have got slammed see. and then got carried. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it's it's also kind of like um, the the champion win rates. I always, I always find interesting and I, I use them myself right but like for some players there's some champions that it's like well you've only ever played on a top team like you've only ever played on tl so you just like by default have you know a 65 70 percent win rate on like everything <laughs> yeah right? so it's like some of these people have these incredible win rates on champions that i'm like ah, is there, are you gonna that champion or are you just kind of like on a team that's really good and wins all their games um but no, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. I, I would say I still have have to go on the 100 Thieves side um, because I do think they can... They, I think they can match the level that C9 put out to get today. And it's it's more consistent, right? Like, you have to believe that on, on the average day, you know, 100 Thieves is still going to perform at a high level. We don't necessarily know from Cloud9 because they did put out an incredible performance today. If they do that against 100 Thieves, they're really going to push them, maybe even win. Um, but I'm just not like certain based off one series that Cloud9 is is now this forever. So I I'm still sold. have to go on 100 Thieves. I'm sold. I bought in. They're in finals. I've seen it. I believe it. I saw it. Great. It looks beautiful to me. Fudge, counterpicks. Uh, Jensen, bring out the zillion. Yeah, love it. Uh-huh. Berserker going to pop off. So you're on I the, bought in. You're on the C9 side? I'm 3-2. I really think this is going to be insanely, yeah. you know, I can see it going either way. I'm 3-2-1. Uh, and I think I think the majority are pro- are going to go 100 Thieves. Yeah. But I I'm I'm bought in. I'm on the I'm on the hype train now. I'm th- I'm 3-200 with the I reserve the right to flop for broadcast <laughs> still. I think the the top lane is the the biggest one for me about where it's going to go because Someday is not an impact, no shot at impact, but he's been slammed sometimes this year by counterpicks. Like a couple games ever, to be honest. He had a couple bad going games. I think that's it, the whole split. He had a game plan game where he was like six deaths or something. What was like the one that. that EG won and he was just trolling? He had like a game plan game. He was he literally had six or seven was, deaths was, and then they won. Yeah, was that the one where EG, I think it was a game plan game then. Because there was obviously the game versus Team Liquid where they got slammed. And then the he got dove like four times. He just kept building full damage, full crit, and then they won. And, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, the game went really late and he was still useless as the GP getting slammed. So he won, won, he he won a one and eight Gwen game. Maybe that was um, what I was thinking of. Maybe he, it was the Gwen game where he, he like it went really mm. late and they're like, if you could just please do anything this His game worst had. score on GP, the, this split was four, four, and six. He has six five and four one, maybe that, but like he, he didn't really last get, split then? I don't know. Um I just I don't it could, think it could have been like a, the six five game. He started out with five straight deaths. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know. The, I don't I mean he was he was still my third team all pro, so yeah, I'm not yeah. saying he was he was terrible this split or anything, but I don't I think somebody's been incredible. 
Yeah, I, I think there's, some, some there's days a, better. Some days significantly better. And so while he does have these counter picks for Fudge, yeah. is it going to be the same story as it, as it was against Impact here? That's where the I think the series rests for me because I think mid bot jungle will just go back and forth depending on the draft. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a closer series. That's why it's three two. Yeah, yeah, three two for that reason. <laughs> and I think I'm going hundred threes just because I think someday is better enough over impact that um, sometimes you'll get that Fiora counter pick and like closer will get up there and he'll camp your lane and goodbye Fiora. You're useless yep. now. Yep, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a really, really exciting weekend. Also on Sunday, we'll have the winner of the Thursday match and the Friday match. So that one's going to be really exciting too. We're not going to preview that because we don't know who's playing. Um, but theoretically... And we all said EG. Making yep. it though. We could did be, say could EG be TLEG. Chicago. Could be TLEG. So that, that would be pretty exciting as well. So really, really good matchups we have this weekend. Uh, that'll wrap it up for us for now. And remember, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of The Dive. This is our last episode we're doing off of schedule. So next week, well, I guess, yeah, okay, yeah. So a week after this, we'll be back to our regular time, a little bit more than the week after this, because this comes out on, I think, Tuesday, but Tuesday next, morning. But, but next week is Chicago. Well, I don't we're know. probably doing an episode before we go to Chicago then. I don't know, Mark. I'm just reading the script. Um, <laughs> but you can also check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor.fm. Remember to submit your questions to the dive. Use the hashtag the dive, LOL. One episode before Chicago, LOL. I was right. The producer confirmed it. LCS continues Thursday, 1 p.m. If you just broke that laptop, no, you're trolling. You slammed that. No, uh, LCS fine. continues Thursday, 1 p.m. PST. You seriously won't want to miss it. We'll be there. Let's see you there, too.